Good morning, good morning, everyone. <laughs> How has everyone been? Oh, man, it's already like what? This is the second week of 2021 and chaos has already broken out in the world. I'm telling you, um, Aquarius is, <laughs> it's already acting up, you know, and that's just like not all either because, gosh, where did I see it? I think it was in one of my like books or something. And, um, I believe like somewhere either later this month or I, it might be in February, one of the two, don't quote me, but I know that I think it's going to be the sun in Aquarius. Um, I don't know if it's the moon. It's going to be the sun, um, Jupiter, Saturn, and Mercury, I believe, in Aquarius. And Mercury is going to be retrograde soon in Aquarius. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be quite crazy because we all know that, you know, um, Aquarius is all about that change for the collective. So be on the lookout, man, because it's already, you know, it's been happening throughout this, you know, whole year or last year. And now it's definitely going to be crazy. Like old systems are like breaking down and stuff because, you know, at least last year we were all in Capricorn not not we but a lot of the planets were in cap so yeah just you know keep your head up stay safe and don't do anything too crazy you know (laughs) but um yeah it's been good like finally in my state they finally opened back up the gyms which can only be at 25 percent uh capacity so that's been nice. I've been taking advantage of that, and I've been sore AF, like, but it feels good. I like that feeling because it, it it lets me know that, you know, I worked hard and that, you know, I did good, and yeah, so that's pretty much just been, like, the update for me. I've just been, like, really just kind of, like, I don't know, I guess moving slow. Not moving slow? How can I put this? A lot of, like, my, like, energy reads and everything has just been, like, self-care, self-love, and just, you know, take time, take breaks and stuff, because usually I'm very, like, hardworking and everything, and so I've just been kind of, like, I've been doing my thing and, you know, working on, like, oh, I'm saying, like, too much, um, working on, like, some career focuses and stuff, so. It's been good, though. I can't complain, and I think it does me well whenever I kind of, you know, take my time and don't have to get everything done all in one day, so I actually have, like, uh, a few planners, uh, not, like, two, you know, I have one that's, like, my master plan that has, like, my scheduling of, you know, like, the chapters I gotta read and study and then tests and, you know, like, the homework and everything, and things I need to do to further like myself career-wise and then I have this very cute like rose gold it has like um the natal not natal but zodiac wheel in the front and it's like a law of attraction kind of um it's a law of attraction kind of um planner it's really nice I got it from Amazon it's it's really cute uh, I'll let you guys know what brand it is but I think anyone who loves to do that and has goals and all that stuff. That's like for my goals and my self-care and, um, 
you know, things that I want to do that are pleasurable, I guess, because I also did, um, I know I mentioned this, I think in the last episode or the episode before that, but I did a theme this year. I kind of wanted to do a theme where I picked uh, planets and signs to represent the month for me. And so for January, um, it was Venus and Libra, which is, you know, perfect. They're pretty much like one and the same, um, you know, so um, it rules Libra, of course. And so I've been doing a lot of like things that represent like Libra and Venus. So Venus is all about pleasure, you know, and taking care of yourself and loving yourself and um, beauty and all that good stuff, you know. So I've just been like, you know, doing like nice deep cleansing facials and, um, you know, getting things that I want or, you know, that I find pleasurable for me. Like yesterday, I totally, when I, when I went out to the store, I was like, oh, I was like, I'm going to stay on a budget. I'm not going to, you know, really spend because all I did was buy a little bit of groceries because I didn't have any breakfast food. I needed some healthy breakfast food. And um, I decided to go buy my local magic shop, crystal shop, pretty much. And um, I just needed little, like, back cone incense because I have this really cute uh, incense holder that's a dragon with, and it's over a rock with crystals in it. And so when you put the little back uh, incense in it, it makes it look like the dragon's breathing. So I went there to go get that. But then they had this gorgeous, like, uh, moonstone pendant. I mean, it was just beautiful. And, like, it immediately caught my eye. And I was like, no, I'm not going to get it. Because it was, like, 54 bucks. Um, because it's well uh, made. It has, like, silver... Um, why not really wire but it's just it's very it's beautiful I wish I could show a picture but I was like oh man I was like this is really beautiful it's like the perfect size um for a cute little choker that I could make with it and so I was like oh, I'm not gonna get it but then I was like well why not you know why not treat myself and so I did because I knew that if I didn't get it I was going to regret it. I, I'd obsess over it. And then when I finally like, okay, I'm going to go get it. It's going to be gone. So that's happened to me so much because I just am so indecisive, like hashtag Libra, duh. <laughs> you know? So yeah, but it's just, you know, it's been good and I hope everything's been good for you guys. Um, we all know why I'm here. Of course, it is getting close to um, the end of the season. It's also my daughter's birthday. She is a Capricorn. And I noticed I failed to mention that. <laughs> but yeah, she is a Capricorn. And so that's why I'm making sure I'm doing this really early because we're going to spend the day together and everything, which is going to be fun. So anyways, uh, I'm here to finish off Capricorn season because it ends on the 19th either the 19th or the 20th, one of the two. And so um, I read from Sexuality, The Astrology of the Sex and the Sexist, Starsky and Cox. You guys, I'm really going to try hard to not fall asleep because I'm not going to lie. And I'm not saying, you know, like, (laughs) I'm not saying that caps are, 
boring, like it's, you know, stereotype, stereotyped that they are. But I don't know what it was about that chapter, but I just felt like it was the most boring to read. Like literally I was falling asleep. Like I was having such a hard time to get through it and I didn't even get through the coupling. So um, I'm going to go ahead and read that first, I guess, before I jump into the Capricorn women to finish out the Capricorn men. But I just hope that the Capricorn woman is you know, more interesting or just not so, I don't know, just not so boring. It was just boring. And I don't think that has to do with Capricorns in general, because of course we're more than just a sun sign. This is mainly going off sun signs. And that's why I try to take it with a grain of salt, but it was just like, damn, like I try to give everyone the benefit of a doubt. And so many people juice Capricorns. And, you know, I'm like, hey, give them a chance. You know, like I said, I know some and they're not boring. They're really funny and great to be around and motivating. Um, but uh, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to jump into the couplings of the Capricorn man, like I said. And, of course, when I whatever I read first is always the straight coupling and then it jumps into the gay. So Capricorn man and Aries woman. If looking for complications, she'll connect with complex cat, cat man. A messy, mat, match dramatic, chaotic, unclear. Extreme fantasies are comfortably expressed. Gender bending, swapping, or S&M may be status quo. Taurus woman, he often keeps his woman undercover. Not so now. She is a classy piece of arm candy. She exists to create a stable environment in which he might thrive. Life together is hot. Oh, sorry it's hot to everything only the best will do capricorn man gemini woman and i'm sorry that i yawn but i I, the second i get up and i'm i know i'm gonna record an episode today i i do it because i'm I'm busy throughout the uh, the rest of the day so that's why i'm so yawning and stuff so my bad if that's annoying but anyways gemini woman from the start they seem set on different speeds he's slow she's swift at best, they help each other adjust to a more moderate pace. Sexually, she feels snubbed, snubbed, but he's dreaming at ways to draw out her desire. Cancer woman. A first mind-blowing sexual encounter waves the way for a calm, commiserative bond. Whether as carnal cohorts or something more committed, erotic activity borders on extreme, strange, rough sexist standard. Leo woman. Two, two precocious characters whose individual independence dwindles once they're a duo he is especially possessive in bed it's dirty perhaps more daring than either would venture with another worship is a key word virgo women they have a plan to work as a team to prosper to live in relative luxury they play house taking traditional roles sex is rarely a focus surprisingly in some cases the marriage is comfortably open Libra women, forming a culture club of two, these characters draw up their own design for living, often passionately participating in the worlds of fashion, art, or media. Their sex life, though secondary, is equally progressive. <clears throat> Scorpio woman, slowly she insinuates her way into his life. Once having gained entry, they're inseparable. She takes over which suits his armchair approach to living. He's the prima donna in bed, too. He's happy to hang back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sagittarius woman. 
Slick Sag and Classy Catman are drawn to the best circles in society smoothly and successfully threading their way through the social fabric of their choosing, in bed they're brassy and no holds barred. Capricorn Woman, two old souls, they're a handsome couple with refined taste, sharing a somewhat superior self-perception. Her set-in-stone values may cause him some consternation. Sex is slow and steady. They're respectful, even courteous. Aquarius women, they may be explosive in each other's company, but overly conscious of not instigating a scene. Still, there are plenty of hilarity here. Embed's emotional intensity is put to his best use. Sex is ardent and unruly. Pisces women. It begins as a best friendship. They inspire each other's wildest dreams. Pisces must keep her misty eyes wide open. He relies on her to be their collective, conscious, Cap's mission to gratify the ravenous Piscean lover. Um, okay, so now this is the gay um, coupling. So Capricorn man, Aries man. Aries is the arm candy who worships a worldly, well-bred goat guy. After fascination phase, the focus turns to friendship. From overtly sexual beginnings, this pair may slowly become abstemious. Taurus man, a fondness for each other might go unspoken. Sexual involvement, too, might stay under wraps. Friendship is guaranteed. Taurus-cap combos are great roomies in bed. The goat's well-honed handiwork unearths the full desire. Gemini man, financial gain may inspire the twosomes togetherness. Little wonder tensions arise of if resources to window. Taunting each other is a way to play. They call it quipping. Sex is dirty. The kinkier, the better. Cancer man. These astral opposites face many challenges. There is a trouble lurking behind the straight surfaces they present. In the end, Cap is labeled the villain. But from the first, sex is so flying as, it, as to become a fetish. Leo man. Leo feels out of the loop. He's a neophyte compared to the cultured goat guy. But the lion learns to accept the guidance of such socially adept sophisticate. In bed, Cap hopes to expose his hick to a soup con of sin. Virgo man, together they master vital life lessons. Typically retiring, Virgo does the pursuing. Cap finds himself uncannily attached. Just sex is where it started, and each subsequent interlude feels fresh like the first. Libra man, the skills is like a gust of fresh air in Cap's life. Socially, they're absolutely matched. They may even dress alike. Sexually, there's intrigue. Libra is especially fascinated by Cap's fit, firm physique. Scorpio man. Scorpio is inspired by Cap's ease in a cumin. As a couple, confrontation is their way of dealing with disagreements. Soon, such struggle wears thin. Still, their sex life thrives. Even if they part, they may end up back in bed. Sagittarius man. Sag's macho choice of mate. Still, they share a satirical satirical sense of humor and an infinity of flashiness in their downtime it's all about long leisurely sex sessions inviting a third person perhaps a stranger is status quo capricorn man one of the least common same sign couplings when two guarded goats get together is a standoff that's sometimes insurmountable both are prone to posturing reality is lacking each may search for outside sex aquarius man Cap is afraid of being waylaid by the strange-seeming water bear, but in a bond, Aquarius champions Capricorn's cost. Their sex life is eccentric, at times conservative, otherwise notable for its perverse nature. Pisces man. With fishy Pisces, Cap's serpentine side surfaces, but rather than expanding the goat 
menders more perhaps losing his way. Still, they have clever ways to capitalize on their strengths. It's an effort to keep sex light. So that's it for the Capricorn man. Those are all the couplings. So hope that was good for you guys. Oh, Lordy. Um, oh. Okay, so I'm sorry. It just It just seems so boring. I don't know. When people are emotionally dead, it's just, you know, and overly too guarded, it, it just, there's no, I don't, I don't know. There's just no, there's just no beauty in it. You know what I mean? There's nothing fun to read about someone who just seems to be, I don't know, so closed off, you know, like. I feel like Capricorns, of course, like, we're going to be besties, for sure, because we're going to get shit done, we're going to motivate each other, you guys are so much fun, but on a relationship level, I'm not feeling it, and I'm like, I'm a Pisces moon, <laughs> I need, you know, and a Leo rising, <clears throat> I need some fucking love here. Like, I need some emotions. I need some attention. I need to be cuddled. I need to go deep emotionally with you. I just need to, I just need to have that kind of response back, you know, that, that deep, unconditional, compassionate, passionate love, you know, I can't deal with someone being too emotionally closed off. I just can't do it. I'm taking a sip. For some reason, ever since I've gotten sick, you know, in December, I sound like a fucking Paul Bunyan guy. For some reason, my voice gets all cracky and shit, and it's like, I don't like it, so I have to make sure I take sips in between. But anyways, Capricorn man, Capricorn, the Capricorn man is done. He's cool. We love him you know, no matter what, we love him. And we're not going to judge him by what this fucking book says, okay? Because Capricorn has a whole sign to go through. That's just their sun sign, like I said. We can't be judging people off that shit, right? Like, do you know how much shit I get for being a Libra? (laughs) It's horrible. It, It really is. Like, Sometimes you get, oh, like, that's cool. Libras are fun. Then you go, oh, oh, my God. You must be so selfish. You must be so narcissistic. You must be so into yourself. Blah, blah, blah. So stereotypical. No. Because deep down, you know, Libras, we fucking feel. We're like the undercover fucking water sign. We would never let you know that. But we are. We love you. We love you hard. So... And we're loyal. And we put ourselves last before everyone else. So we're really good people. And I'm sure Capricorns, you are too. I think it's just the way they wrote your chapter. Because it has been torture trying to get through it. But let's move on. We're not about the past no more. We're about the now, the present. So now we're for Capricorn women. And they call this sign the sign of sexual restraint. Oh, God. And the basically theme of your chapter, ladies, Capricorn ladies, 
is called The Sleeper. God help me. Please don't let this be boring. Please. Anyway, let's go ahead and jump in. The Sleepers. <laughs> Capricorn Woman is a class act. The most self-composed, least showy lady in the Zodiac. She is understatedly elegant character, largely unimpressed <clears throat> by externals such as fame, high finances, or family pedigree. Oh, excuse me, I'm so sorry, guys. Voice is cracking. <coughs> Let me take another step. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Self-respect is of prime importance, largely and swayed by others' opinion of hers. She focuses on cultivating a quality of life, life distinguished by moral courage and quest for spiritual knowledge. On this score, a reputation is paramount to her, determined as she is to be valued as a person of substance. Life the way she sees it is a long, hard road that requires pacing and careful negotiation. No frivolous risk-taker, Capricorn lives in infamy for being purposeful, even premeditated. Circumspection, however, is the particular key to her success. She never ventures what she's unsure to gain. Instead, she deliberately takes signature baby steps towards success, avoiding shortcuts that might bring about a meteoric rise in either her professional or professional or pers personal pursuits. Cat believes nothing worth achieving comes easily. That is not without the proverbial other shoe eventually dropping. She takes a similar attitude to love and sex, rarely, if ever, rushing into relationships, but rather letting bonds blossoms and over time. She is drawn to a man with creative intelligence and a strong inner life, appealing to a man's need for a meaningful long-haul relationship. Cap is the consummate significant other. One look in her eyes and it's clear she won't be trifled with. Her same-sex relationships tend to be less loaded. Notoriously attracted to younger women, she easily maintains a casual but erotically charged bond. Hmm. So, interesting. I don't know any, um, like, as friends and stuff that's not related to family, you know? I don't think I... Actually, you know what? I lied. I have a coworker who was who is a Capricorn. Actually, it's not it's not sure because her birthday is um. Oh my God! I'm sorry. I just lied. I just noticed it actually just passed. It was on the 11th, so she is a full on Capricorn, and she had told me she was an Aquarius, and I didn't notice it until it brought me um Facebook, uh, mentioned it. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, she is a Capricorn this whole time. She, we've been thinking she's a, um, Aquarius and she's not. And, um, yeah, she's very interesting. I would love to know the rest of her birth chart, but she doesn't know her time and all that stuff. So we just got to take it as it is. And, um, <clears throat> but she's, she was fun. We got along great. Uh, she was very fun. And, but she was like, I don't know. I don't know what kind of energy she has in her chart. That's how I would like to know. Cause she's like the opposite where she's like, she's like freaky. And I mean, freaky in a good way, you know, like she's very fun, outgoing, 
I could really see her having some Sag in her chart because that's that's what she kind of reminds me of, to be honest. Um, she's very outgoing, very friendly and everything. So she's like, I don't know, from what I read there, kind of not, doesn't really sound like her, in my opinion. <clears throat> that That's the reason why I just, I really hate just only focusing on the signs. Anyways, <clears throat> so let's go ahead and jump into the sex and sexuality part. Okay, so please let this be cool. Anyways, Capricorn isn't the kind of woman to opt for a quick roll in the hay. She must share at least some measure of familiarity with a man, even if she were to opt for a rare impromptu interlude with, say, some stranger on a train, she would have to experience an immediate intellectual and indeed spiritual connection, such that the whole affair smacked of kismet and not just some sort of, sort of sorted exchange. The brain is the only organ about which Cap is a size queen, and it is typically those guys who wear glasses at whom she'll make passes. Such designs of intelligent life, whether real or imagined, pick her curiosity. But should he turn out to be an actual Rhodes Scholar, then so much the better. To be sure, there is a certain vanity in Cap's selection of a man, as she believes that she herself would appeal to a thinking man, far more than a guy with a football for, for a head. From youth, she has been rather gun-shy of macho guys, all too often having suffered their slings and arrows during their uglier duckling days. Having found solace in a brainy, artsy crowd, among whose giggier members she may have inspired crushes like her, she hopes the spotty, bespectacled, oh my god, bespectacled, I can't even pronounce this, it's almost like a tongue-tied, bespectacled, there you go, my apologies, boys often manage to mature in rather smart-looking artistic types. And so it is for the brooding world B Arthur Miller's J.D. Salinger's or Sam Shepard's of the world that she generally carries a torch, long, lean, lanky lads with colossal cerebrums. Since youth, she is fascinated by guys with some apparent genius and the potential willingness to realize it even when choosing to marry. Cap rarely thinks in terms of whether a man will provide her with financial stability. This stalwart Saturn ruled logical learns early on to furnish herself with any necessary material grounding looking older than her years. The typical cat will have started securing paid work for herself, often disguising her age since before her teens, often stocking money away for her highly anticipated foray into living independently far away from home. She is a firm believer in the human right, indeed the human responsibility to soar to whatever heights that can be achieved through dedication to one's artistic or scholar, scholarly callings, the necessities of life, example, money, are those are thus to be used as means of achieving such ends, not as an end in themselves. Relationships, like everything the Capricorn undertakes, are shows of active faith. She goes on instinct, sussing out the kind of latent prodigious in a man that might... Um, that might be prodigious um, in, a, in a mind that might over time give rise to an extraordinary life. That is, she sees beyond the mundane, in which category she even lumps such luxuries as might make other women jewel. Expensive cars, elegant restaurants, precious jewels, and all such stereotypical shows of wealth can seem wasteful 
<clears throat> extravagances to the ascetic cap who prefers to invest any extra cash in items that enrich her life in more meaningful ways. Still, sometimes her non precurinary expectations of a man are too lofty, or she may confuse creativity with craziness, talent, and mere talk. Often, her early partners, through notoriously few and far between, simply cannot live up to the hope she keeps upon them. Indeed, there is always an element of pressure to being capsimate as the mountain lady becomes the projected embodiment of a man's own potential, if not his elusive greatness. And the flip side his inability to live up to such exalted aims. However, it must be said that the Catwoman is often guilty of more than a little projection or even hypocrisy of her own. She is a tough lover who urges a man to take on tremendous challenges, but she might not even admit to her own towering hopes and dreams. This dynamic goes a long way in explaining why the Zodiac sleeper can be such a late bloomer. Eventually, she applies those same expectations to herself usually once her partner no longer requires or desires her tutelage. It's a hard lesson for Cap to learn as she has been programmed since childhood to play caretaker, particularly to younger siblings. Of course, there are those men who look for such mothering and then those who see it as smothering. Ironically, the former scenario ends badly while the latter might provide the goat with such the right kick in the pants to keep the focus squarely on herself. After all, her best match is a man who is able to achieve all foresees all she foresees for him on his own terms while she steadily unearths and nurtures herself. So that's interesting. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that she would want a man with ambition because Capricorn is very ambitious. Um, so that really doesn't surprise me. But I see a little bit of that kind of cancer coming out because as we mentioned um, Capricorn is like the daddy of the Zodiac and Cancer is the mother of the Zodiac and they're both oppositions um, for each other. So I can see how that kind of comes out in that because you got to remember, I think I've mentioned like a million times, we all reflect, excuse me, we all reflect our oppositions so like you can have some very um and I feel like this is like really my my friend, my guy friend. I feel like he is like kind of like a cancerian a cancerian capricorn um because he's more like he's very more um very more. He seems more kind of connected to his emotions um and he has no problem expressing them. Uh, compared to like my brother-in-law who will not, I mean, this man is stone. He will not express his emotions whatsoever. I mean, at all. (laughs) So he's very like, I'm sure he has, he does have some Cancerian in there too. Like he does, like if you need help, he's there. He is definitely there for the people he loves and stuff. Um, But it's just hard to know if he's you know like if he's happy if he's you know sad anything he's just emotionally stoned um but yeah well my other friend is more expressive so that's just how it is you know so don't forget that always that's why you know for me like usually when I read things um sometimes I'll read Aries 
just because I know sometimes I can project some Aryan traits. I know I can, um, especially when it comes to, um, you know, like being impulsive. I mean, I am a Leo rising, but I feel like that impulsion comes from more, more so from that Aryan trait. Because Aries, to me, are more impulsive than, I would say Aries and Sagittarius are more impulsive than Leos, in my opinion. Leos are impulsive, but not as bad as them. That's what I think, at least. Anyways, um, suffice to say, Capricorn doesn't readily appeal to the good time, Charlie's of the world. She is a solemn lady who looks at life and relationships as requiring hard work that is if they're too that is if they're to be ultimately beneficial. And please forgive me, I don't know if you guys can hear my dryer, but I <laughs> I mean not my dryer, but my washer on washing clothes. Um, you know, to have it done and over with. Anyways, my bad if you hear that, because it's like fucking like being loud, like it's like in a fight with the dryer. Anyways. Uh relatively speaking, she is considered something of a moral giant, and it as much most mere mortals feel lacking, even diminish in her intimate association. Life for this Saturn ruled creature is one long state of recovery, as she is typically plagued by some compulsions, more food than drink, or a certain addiction to spending, which is which she is forever atoning for with signature monkish intent. Still, when when such so-called demons arise, she is notorious for exercising them forth forthwith healing faster than most the rub however is that she expects those in her life to do likewise indeed it is fitting that the new year falls during the capricorn period as a female of the sign is continually locked into one saturnian resolution or another she exudes austerity even in her pared down modest appearance so much so at times you might say catwoman puts the nun in renunciation. One look at her and a man might feel daunted by this decided bastion of goodness. Looking up to her is natural, but looking up to her is often nothing short of a nightmare. She is the one and only carnal earth sign, exhibiting a look of Everest. She is the epitomic uphill battle, worth the, the climb, but still posing a real challenge, if not a barrier to people would-be partners in particular. She is like the private club of one automatically discouraging the ramble mill population from crossing her chilly threshold while hopefully inviting someone equally self-important to ring her proverbial bell. Once Capricorn sees a man, she wants an intellectual, spiritual, as well as physical revelation. She keeps her eyes on the prize, eventually securing subtle ways to make him do the pursuing. Once Capricorn sees a man, she wants an intellectual, spiritual, as well as physical revelation. She keeps her eyes on the prize, eventually securing subtle ways to make him do the pursuing. For no matter how sought after a man is whom she makes the target of her affections, Catwoman will always somehow turn the tables, making her own self seem the more invivial inviolable catch. She approaches sexual relationships as she does everything else. She's in it for the long haul, uncannily able to focus her attention on solid objectives and not willing to entertain anything extraneous along the way. 
With her high standards in tow, she rarely stops for dealing dalliances with the men she meets en route to securing the successful match she pictures often since childhood in her mind's eye. It's a little wonder then that when Kat makes her long-awaited love connection, she is eager to see it stick. For this reason, it is not unusual for Kat to marry her first boyfriend. Wow. After doing so as a relatively tender age, fueled by the feeling that she is more mature, thus ready than most as the embodiment... Oh, God, excuse me. I'm getting hiccups, I think. As the embodiment of the preserver, goddess archetype. Capricorn isolates what she perceives as good in a man and meditates indeed preys upon it, putting her belief fully in him, building him up to heretofore unimaginable heights. The concept of prayer is itself a quintessentially Capricornian one, as as it signifies forward cardinal movement in the form of active faith on the spiritual level. The only sort that might move mountains, cat women, putting such spiritual stock in the one she loves becomes a man's rock, his anchor. But seeing only the good in a loved one, she may all too easily underestimate his negative qualities. (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) You are not alone, Capricorn woman. You are not alone. I mean, that's like a, a fucking given, I know, in my experience. I've done that because it's just like, oh, I see red flags, but I'm going to put on my rose-colored glasses because I love him. Anyways, <laughs> she isn't so much forgiving as she is oblivious to human fra- uh, frailty. She is continually wiping out her own weakness after having little patience for people who are troubled or otherwise treading a slippery slope. Her holier-than-thou attitude may manifest little, literally in an espousal of a particular faith system though she is generally saved from relying in organized religion by her infamous pragmatism that dictates she remain feet firmly planted on the material plane. To be fair, Catwoman avoids what she deems negative influences because she perceives herself as being overly susceptible to them. She is predisposed to Saturnian sentiments, sudden-crushing feelings of gloom, if not impending doom. The word tragedy comes from the Greek tragodia, meaning goat song. And so she continuously strives daily to transcend the mire in which she might otherwise wallow. Yeah, that's pretty much the same with the cat man. They both have those things where they can fall into a horrible spiral of depression. Um, so I kind of wonder, because of that, because caps, um, they don't... They're actually, what do you call, they're actually really emotional sponges that perhaps maybe that's why they keep their emotions in check. And um, perhaps that's why you guys are so like um, work heavy. You know what I mean? Like you guys put your all into everything that you're doing so that maybe you don't have to deal with that. You'd rather stay busy than to deal with your emotions and stuff. So, I mean, that makes sense. So, anyways. This rallying of spiritual forces within her often reads as arrogance, a sense that she is high on herself. 
But in truth, she must keep herself above the status quo, the lofty metaphoric place to which she was born to stave off falling into the kind of depression. <laughs> I just basically answered that right there. She was prone to in childhood. So men who represent a run-of-the-mill lifestyle are simply not for her. Such relationships she sees as flatliners, those that threaten to make her feel dead inside. In a partnership, she seeks the sublime and is thus drawn to vivid, extraordinary, often eccentric and erratic types with whom life she imagines will never be boring. Ironically, she is usually the one imposing relationships, ground rules, and re regulations. The goddess, Rhea, is, is must be remembered, brought commandments to the people in the same way as Moses did. And cat women mirror this need to impose restrictions, albeit on these highly intellectual, often extraordinarily talented types. Entrepreneurs, scholars, philosophers, actors, playwrights, producers, and the like to whom she is invariably drawn. Still laying down the law is really a preventative measure employed by the cautious cat to avert potential domestic conflict. Any such disturbances smack of second-rate mediocrity, and she simply won't have it after all she, she is in a search of uncommon love experiences. This also explains why the Zodiac's most mindful indeed traditional character is famous for taking up with unconventional mates, thus those so seemingly unlike herself. However, such intense men who at first seem so cool and unusual may soon become cruel and unusual, and Cap learns that living with a guy who goes so much against the societal grain is tantamount to gluttony for punishment, only repeating a childhood pattern she is so desperately sought to escape. Although there may be an element of opportunism in Cap's signature choice of a mate, she may exploit his talent, making his management her career. Otherwise, she could copy his creative lifestyle, hoping to become well-known as the couple who. It is more accurate to say that she educates herself via her relationships. Still, she rarely does so with an older, wiser men mentor. Instead, she subconsciously seek seeks out someone her same age or slightly younger. Oh, interesting. This is the trade-off. She performs a parental role. Oh, okay, that makes sense. As she did in childhood, but at the same time learns how to play something she never quite had the chance to do, given the restraints of her early, early years. For this reason, Cap's partner must, above all, be a playmate. Slowly through recreation and disport, she begins to access her own creativity, which has for, for so long been struck or stuck. The free-form part of herself represented by the fishy tail of Cap's seagoat sim symbol becomes her ultimate resource to draw upon. All her stifled, untapped talent that threatened to pull her down into a depression eventually becomes her most valuable asset. The sustenance she comes to live on and, with, and that which keeps her young, seemingly for aeons. And so the story goes that Capricorn sometimes surpasses her playmate, having that much more determination and pent-up inventiveness, screaming to be expressed. In this way, she eventually switches roles with her partner, whereby he must learn to become the rock, that rock upon which she might rely. And the once-discouraged dour duckling does indeed develop into a wonderful, wise, and often wacky swan. So... I don't know. I feel like if she's looking for something like that, like a playmate... I, I can see, and yeah, I know, and oh, fine, go on earth, but, you know, I, 
I have a hard time when it comes to compatibility, compatibility, compatibility when it comes to astrology, just because, you know, we have lots of signs in our, in our chart. And it's like, I can see a Sagittarius, um, like a Sag man get like, I don't know. As far as the whole playmate part, I can see them getting along really good. And who else? Maybe like a cancer, like cancer, mm, Pisces, uh, who else? As far as the air sign, I think Libras would work too. Just because we all have like that playful, you know, type of attitude when it comes to, you know, being in a relationship, sometimes we can be a little too playful. We're not serious, but I just feel like that would kind of like work well. And plus at least those are all like, like Cancer, Libra are cardinal signs too. And they have like lots of ideas and I feel like they can really create well with the Capricorn because the Capricorn, you know, they'll be like, yeah, yeah. And then this is how we're going to execute it. You know what I mean? Like they, even though they're cardinal, they, they seem to know how to execute compared to the Libra and the, the Cancer, you know, um, Libras, while we can bring up the ideas, we have a hard time, like with knowing how we're going to, not necessarily with knowing, but getting it executed because we, you know, oh, are we sure we're going to do it this way? Or maybe we should do it that way. And then we eventually end up just basically staying in our minds, never getting it done. It just stays an idea. And cancers, I feel like, um, while they're not necessarily indecisive, they're, they think with their emotions, like they'll be like, "Mm, how do, well, I feel that I should do it this way, or I feel maybe this way, or I feel this. And, you know, uh, while that's okay, you know, like sometimes you need you know, that ground, that, that groundation. I feel like Libra and Cancer does not have that grounding, uh, you know, capacity to them. While the Capricorn, while they can still have ideas, they, they can still execute it because they make a plan for everything. And then they, they do it exactly a plan. So, and because they're grounded, you know, they're, they're earth. So that's how I feel at least. I'd love to know what what others think. Anyways. Meanwhile, the creative genius cap generally goes for for are drawn to her as well, since at first glance, she will not seem to be a competitor in any sense. To be sure, she is a supportive energy in a man's life, never one to suggest he keep his day job. On the contrary, Cap's notorious shows of faith are contagious, and her mate might soon find himself being paid for talents he once only expressed in obscurity. She is devotedly loyal and deeply loving, Oh, expecting perhaps too little in return. Indeed, she is one of the more emotionally low-maintenance females on the astrological wheel. Wow. Strong and independent, she offers little in the way of head trips, rarely indulging in such girlish roles, girlish role plays as might require excess attention or the showering of gifts. She can, in fact, seem a rather business-like mate typically less frivolous even than most men. Capricorn women isn't comfortable being coddled and cooed. It's not something she never knew as a child, and in any lingering lack of confidence in her femininity only further prohibits it. 
Having been discouraged from embracing her sexual self as an adolescent, Cap has no real handle on the concept of feminine wiles. Flirting, especially, is not her forte. She is too essentially honest to engage in such frothy, phony behavior, often not dating into her 20s, sometimes taking as long to lose her virginity. This could explain why so many Caps date younger men and sometimes ones who are considerably so, especially later in life. She wants to get a taste of sexually peaking boys, if only to see what she was missing. The unmarried Catwoman and their... Are many of them often take up exclusively with these callow fellows as they provide pleasure but allow her to maintain psychological control as well as her solitary lifestyle? Oh, come on, let it loose, let it loose, enjoy that, <laughs> open up. But it's this is quite interesting though. But I mean, it, it makes sense, it seems like this sign is even more mothering you know it's like a it's like cancer is like a mothering of like emotions and this one seems like a mothering of like I don't know if it's like logic I guess you can say like more logical like someone who's like gonna pump up like yeah you know like get this uh work your dreams get this business you know what I mean so I don't it's just it's interesting in general, she is less intimidated by younger men giving rise to sexual teacher fantasies, particular to the academic cap. Besides, she dislikes all that locked-in freshness the odd college freshman has to offer. In sharp contrast to her astrological neighbor, Sagittarius woman, the most obvious flirt on the astrological wheel, cap is way of avert public displays. Even when in relationship, choosing to keep her private life exactly that. She isn't looking for intrigue from a bond, but a solid working arrangement that can serve as a backdrop for all the all she seeks to accomplish as an individual. Her relationships of the sizzling sort and sex is rarely the main motivation for forming a partnership in the first place. She is fairly conservative sexual character when it comes to her erotic regimen, viewing the intimacy, intimacy that sex provides as a source of safety and comfort far more than an acrobatic workout or psychological journey. Still sex for our Marion, the, the librarian, is something of a big deal as she probably came, came to it relatively late in life. Freeing her libido often requires as much coasting as it took to tap her creative spirit. Sex, the literal act of creation and artistic expressions, are locked, if not blocked, into the same place in the Cap's emotional cloakroom. Oh, man. Woof. You guys, I don't know how you do it. I, I don't, I've, I tried it and I, I can't, I don't know how you guys can hold that all in without having a mental breakdown. <clears throat> Patience on the part of her lover will therefore be the ultimate virtue. Needless to say, her sex appeal is something but superficial and it takes a certain kind of man to withstand the necessarily slow freeing of Cap's carnal appetite. There is simply no rushing the goat girl's lust. She is intent on setting the pace and must sense no hidden agenda in bed. It might come as some surprise that Cap isn't specifically marriage-minded. The whole idea of being legally bound to another individual seems a rather specious uh, notion to her, one that conflicts with her inherent philosophy, that we are all essentially alone. Oh, man. 
born alone, die alone, and should it come to any legal entanglement, she'd just as soon be left alone. The loss of control that marriage signals frightens her, particularly when she is involved with an erratic genius. She doesn't much fancy the notion of being left holding the bag. Sexually, too, she doesn't adhere to a belief in wifely duties, rarely being one who will switch an autopilot just because her mate expects it of her. There is no coercing or even conjoling cap into doing anything, especially in the bedroom. Damn, like, that's that's a sad way to look at life. Oh, like, I mean, yeah, we have our moments of you know, being with someone and then we're alone and we do die alone, but it's just like, I wouldn't want to look at life like that. Um, It just seems miserable and depressing. And I understand that Capricorns seem to be definitely more of a realist. Um, Obviously, um, you guys seem to look at things on a more of a logical base and not at all on an emotional base. Um, So, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of sad. It's kind of heartbreaking to know that they think like that. Um, All right. So let's see. All uh, all a guy has to do is apply even the slightest pressure, his hands on her head, for instance, and all sexual bets will instantly be off. Jeez. For the reason, too, anal sex tends to be a definite no-no. The act smacks a feminine submission, whereas doing it doggy style might satisfy that same urge in her man while hitting all the right spots for Cap as well. Not to mention allowing for free clitoral manipulation by either herself or her lover. She is not experimental by nature, preferring to stick to the same well-loved, reliable routine, even in the same order, so she knows what to look forward to next. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. I mean, whatever floats your boat. (laughs) But that just sounds terribly boring. Anyways. Nowhere do we see Cap's need for control as fiercely as in the bedroom. To her credit, she doesn't require a lot of bells and whistles to make sex special. Rather, she prefers to achieve a certain greatness by sticking to her usual path. Sex is not a jaded affair for the goat girl. And as cliche as it sounds for each, for her each time, she, uh, for her each time feels like the first time. This is another reason why she likes betting those considerably younger guys. She shares a sense of newness that is naturally felt by guys still sexually wet behind the ears. When which, when with an older partner, an unjaded exuberance must still be a, a relationship keynote, particularly palpable between the sheets. Cat finds the very anticipation of sex as exciting, if not more so than the nitty-grittiness of the act itself. And the man who needs ever-increasing stimuli will not be long for her world. She will always be a wide-eyed as a schoolgirl forming endless crushes on men, if not those barely out of boyhood, letting her mind wander letting her mind wander through all the romantic, intriguing possibilities that could serendipitously occur. The wildest thing about Capricorn Woman is her love of fantasy, especially the idea of convert sexual activity. She invents dream lovers in her waking hours, possibly fantasizing during a masturbated 
masturbatory moment over the landscaper, her mechanic, or the FedEx guy. As porn-like as it may sound, she enjoys interaction with men in the service industries whose job is to be polite while doing her bidding. She might offer such a worker a cup of coffee or enter into a jovial chat that could be considered out of character by those who know her as discerning, what somewhat terse individual. But caught unaware as cat was surprised her closest intimate. She also often has a real dreamer lover as well. She is a figure who re- regularly factors into her nightly re- revelries and with whom she shares in a recurring sexual theme, often climaxing in actuality, which can give the flesh and blood mate lying next to her something of a jolt. What she experiences in her subconscious affairs is lovemaking with an insatiable and infatuable sort, marrying that she truly desires in her waking life. She may be rigid, but Capricorn is anything but frigid. However, because sexual requirements don't top her list for a loving partnership, it can be hit or miss for her in the Nikki department. Eventually, as with everything, Kat will realize that importance of sexual satisfaction in her life. And if her man isn't quite cutting the mustard, she may look elsewhere for what particular brand of satisfaction. Enter the tireless 20-somethings guy, as well as her need to be free of marriage contract. Cat women may may see no conflict between satisfying her sexual needs elsewhere while still devoting her emotional self fully to a primary relationship. When it comes to love, her heart is forever in the right place, but if other parts of her aren't being used to full capacity, Kat might fill that particular hole with another more willing and able to help. Her attitude is sophisticated. Sex is an isolated experience, something she simply wants done and done right. It might matter little that she's in love with one who falls short of pleasing her while she employs a lover who will take her to such sexual heights as can be had most often via the straightforward act of intercourse. Whew. Lordy. <clears throat> Are you guys still with me? <laughs> oh, shit. Um, okay. So, still, she's not a big believer in unbridled passion, as it seems all too precarious a place to go. She is, after all, most concerned with taking Saturn rule responsibility. And as we know, Saturn is very restrictive and tight and cold, if even for her own rapture. She may even try to restrain her partner's more ebullient expressions. Indeed, if any woman were to emit the librarian's cautioning shrink during sex, it would be our com L font cap. I hate that. I don't know if you guys have ever had to have sex with someone who has roommates and like I mean if if it's feeling fucking amazing and it's feeling so good and you like moan and they're like shh it's so like jolting it kinda jolts you out of like the emotion of what's going on in sex because then you gotta like kind of, like, hold yourself back and, like, kind of, like, I mean, you don't have to be, like, oh, my God, like, screaming like you're in a porno or nothing, but, I mean, like, the little, like, soft moans and stuff that comes out, and they're, like, shh, it's just, like, gosh, like, can I just enjoy myself? Now I have to worry about, like, not letting moans escape my mouth and all that shit. It just takes me out of, like, the emotion of it. I, I hated it. I don't like it. I don't like to be shushed. But if you want to, like, cover my mouth. I like that. <laughs> I don't know what I do. I do. My husband does that. Anyways, TMI, TMI. 
anyways, there is a very uh, there is a very practical application in fact for caps re- uh, caps reasoning that is that it is best to contain oneself even during sex. She finds in so doing a further building up of her own excitement. Chances are given her slow climbing nature that the Catwoman orgasms at a higher level than most, perpetually staving off the temptation to pop her cork until such time as it is impossible to stop. Wow, go Catwoman! You have that wonderful O at a higher level. Can't be mad at that. Talk about your transformative experiences. By suppressing her pleasure, Cap seeks to enhance the purity of the experience. For this ability, too, she thanks her lucky star. She's a woman, as all too often she witnesses a man's inability to practice himself, oh, to pace himself, and prolong the ecstasy of the sexual act. Hastiness is what she most dislikes in people, whether it's rushing into friendships or to conclusions, and she judges men most guilty of this. Capricorn tends to have more respect for women than she does for men. In general, she may relate better to the opposite sex, but when she happens upon a woman who transcends hackneyed societal role-playing, whether as a heroine, musician, politician, author, um, artist, or someone in her own life, Cap is completely in awe. She is often pleasantly surprised to find that so many of these strong females she emulates, those who take their place in an otherwise exclusively male world, are sometimes born under the sign under her sign, Ava Gardner, Marlene Dietrich, Berth Morissette, Simone de Bavior, Janice Joplin, Zora Neale Hurston, Clara Barton, Eve Legalini, Patty Smith. I don't know any of these people. I've heard of Ava Gardner, but I think she's like an old time person. I can't remember. Um, and Diane Fossey are all such goats who strike that particular chord in Capricorn. And it is for such strong women that she invariably forms a crush. However, when it comes to actual lesbian experiences, she tends to be attracted to pretty young girls, just as she is to pretty young boys. When she hope when she hopes might regard her in the same exalted fashion. Still, Cat lives in a fairly black and white world, and one finds few bisexuals among her order. She is inherently too decisive to fence it in any aspect, and though straight Cat can have her female crushes, and the gay goat might fancy the occasional man. Cap doesn't let herself frolic in the gray area. Blurring is anathema to this border-conscious lady. Though she rarely casts herself in the butch role, she will nonetheless be the one wearing the pants in a same-sex relationship. Living even more for herself than her straight counterpart, she embraces her solitude, keeping herself elevated and ever so out of reach from a lover. And gay bond, she plays a uh, parent slash teacher role, doesn't surprise me, to the hilt, demanding attention and and obedience in equal measure. At the same time, she encourages her lover to be her own woman, to strike out solo, except that is when it comes to extracurricular affairs. Catwoman, regardless of sexual preference, is hard-pressed to sit down and analyze the inner workings of partnership. She shows love rather than professes it. And she requires a lover who is self-sufficient and confident enough to forego such indulgences. In a brilliant stroke of narcissism, Catwoman is Catwoman is often attracted to younger, more exotic, or foreign versions of herself. Even the straight goat has her fantasies about these type of women who catch her eye. Mirror images who might have enjoyed a more cult- cultured upbringing than she. 
call it jealousy, projection, transference, whatever, but this feeling of longing for a life Cap never led is often what draws her to the callow clones who she feels benefited in ways she never did. They both intimidate and turn her on, and by taking up with such a woman, Cap gains a sense of recapturing a part of herself, the careworn, humble Rhea embracing her youthful, more imperious Hera aspect as embodied in a lover. In short, there's no use telling the gay Cap to go fuck herself. She's a way ahead of you there. Despite the mixture of love and envy, Cap feels for the sultry beauties with whom she invariably bonds. She will, she will still need to be the one catered to in bed. She yearns to be pleased, soothingly and deliberately wanting a lover to take her time, particularly in her oral practices. As she lies back and luxuriates in sensation, she doesn't go in for any rough stuff or, or urgent expressions. All must be a continual relaxed flow. Sexy lingerie gets her juices flowing on herself as well as her lover, and she enjoys prolonged tactile stimulation, running her fingers tightly over a lover's body, lingering in all the right places as her lover does likewise. Dildos are de rigueur, but generally employed by her mate slowly at the appointed time in combination with other means toward Cap's arousal. She is rarely inclined to return the favor, however, just as she isn't overly giving with oral sex typically, willing to comply when asked but otherwise not jumping at the chance. Simply put, she'd rather somebody else do it, did it. Indeed, though, Cap won't tolerate her girlfriend going behind her back for sex outside the relationship. She's happier than most to mix a third into the proceedings, particularly someone who can please her lover the way her lover pleases her. Watching, in any case, is a big turn-on for the Cap, but she particularly enjoys the sensation of holding Hugging and kissing her partner while a third party is providing most of the entertainment as a twosome. Cap and her lover are rather high on themselves, feeling their, the envy of entire lesbian population. The goat gloats over such primo pussy status, whether it be real or imagined, and sometimes she can't help but literally rub other women's noses in it. That's it, guys. That's it for the Capricorn relationship and sex and that was of course the ending was the gay um part of it <sighs> well it was definitely oh, oh no, sorry it was definitely a little bit more interesting than the um cat man but I just I just feel like the Capricorn section of this book just felt like really a huge business transaction in my opinion, it's just, there's no emotions, there's no, you know, no experimenting, there's just nothing, it's just all about, I mean, yeah, it's sweet that you want to parent someone, but to me, that's just, I don't know, I guess, like I said, to each their own, if that's what the person likes, that's what they like, but mm. anyways, I'm going to go ahead and jump into the couplings, because I have an appointment with the gym, and I definitely need to eat breakfast because I am starving and my stomach's rumbling. So if you heard that, I was not farting. My stomach was just rumbling. Hopefully you didn't, but just in case. So here's the couplings for the Capricorn woman. Of course, it's the straight couplings first. So Capricorn woman, Aries man. A rare pair. Her unrelenting faith plus his, his fighting spirit means life is lived like a crusade. Still, independence is their mutual mantra. Sexually, Cap is less hesitant with him. Indeed, she submits to his will. Taurus man. 
Each finds a counterpart capable of true love. Still, though, these earth signs are emotionally aligned. Feathers rarely ruffle. She's she thinking he'll stray imposes restrictions in bed. In bed, clearly, communication is called for. Gemini man Cap is a conquest for Gemini. For the goat, he's a guilty pleasure in her otherwise serious existence. Still, they share an interest in all things au courant. Um, fashion, news, culture, in bed, she takes control, he's not complaining. Cancer man, he's the eagle uh, scout of her dreams, she's that perfect postmodern beauty, these astral opposites are often ideal counterparts, easily finding a comfortable, conducive middle way, sex is slowly process of chipping away at constraints. Leo man, often a snobbish power sign pair, they share traditional values and old-fashioned work ethic, Still, as the emotionally dissimilar disappointment develops, she's capriciousness. Um, he expects compliance. Sexually, it's cozy but careful. Virgo man, he's he's hot and cool. Caps presence. She's her own muse. A self-preservational package deal. Together, they pursue educational and cultural interests in bed. This pair forms one fetish thick force. Their routine is raunchy. Libra man, a contradiction, a harrowing emotional seesaw, transcendent experience, a need for social status, masks, insecurities, successful seems a way to overcome the past. In bed, there's baggage, but with time, the load is lightened. Scorpio man, he vows to make her life better, ease her stresses, and see her succeed. She's his steadfast confidant. Sex is most satisfying on the heels of of an intense argument or inspired conversation, a mysterious mix. Sagittarius man, a glamorous pair with an iconic allure that both impresses and intimidates anyone outside their social set. Still, the focus is inward and their home is cozy cocoon in bed, though it's down and very dirty. Capricorn man, two old souls, they're a handsome couple with refined taste, sharing a somewhat superior self-perception. Her set in stone values may cost him one consternation. Sex is slow and steady. They're, They're respectful and even courteous. Aquarius man, they fuse into a package deal of practicality and purpose. Still, Cat won't sacrifice her own objectives. They are notoriously accomplished in bed. It's an ongoing masterclass. Student and teacher roles are rotated. Pisces man, as its core, a friendship founded on fondness and respect. Thick as thieves, they're protective of each other, fiercely loyal and endlessly understanding. Capricorn especially serves as savior to Pisces. Naturally, sex is tender. So I felt like the most that stood out here was, of course, the Pisces and the Cancer woman, like I figured, and um, Taurus. I don't know. I don't think I don't know if I said Taurus. I think I did. Here's the gay coupling. So Capricorn woman, Aries woman. Their learning curve is steep, but knowledge gained is power. Self-improvement takes the precedence. Individual pursuits are promoted. The infatuation lasts. Sex is rapturous. It's all about worship. Um, Taurus woman. Taurus is push, pushes all caps buttons. How does one dare such outlandish relaxedness? The Taurus cap is a wise woman to be worshipped. Together they live in particular luxurious lifestyle. In bed, cap takes command. Gemini woman. It's a learning experience with a glib. Get over it. Gemini stills the ghost soulful strain searching. But in Gemini, who's subdued in bed, her lover demands a command position. Cancer woman, they're searching for salvation, a soulmate. With cancer, Cap learns to heed her sign's watery half. That tendency to emotionally fishtail, it's all about forgiveness in bed. Patience is required. 
Leo women, they're formidable pairs, stylish, ambitious, ostentatious, making mischief is their social modest. Still with mature cap, Leo gleans life lessons as for sex is purity in public and prudence in private. Virgo women, what begins with a bang may go out with a whimper. One on the other exists unceremoniously. To work each, each woman must commit to compassion. Embed domination incites desire. Most often, sex seems static. Uh, Libra women, neither lady suffers fools gladly. They're unabashedly elitist, bolstering each other professionally as a focus. Li- Libra extols her lover's accomplishments and nauseam. Embed cat finds new self assurance. Scorpio women, a mutual interest in women's issues or human rights will often draw them together. As a couple, they clash constantly. But fascination, even obsession, finds them forever connected. In bed, they keep it simple. Sagittarius women, they consider each other stepping stones. Sagittarius audacity and caps common sense. Combine their influence and affluence augment. In bed, it's randomly uh, rumbled to determine who's in charge. Both are exhibitionists. Capricorn women, together they climb the ladder toward professional success. Though slowly, their best friends on an unhurried, extraordinary Journey, developing a snug sexual link to take time, but there is no need to rush it. Aquarius woman, a battle of the wills wherein the water bearer tries to assume authority and cabs having none of it. Still, they're an enterprising pair. If verbosity doesn't um, obstruct action, it embed the goat gets the better end of the deal. Pisces woman, there's a kink. Pisces harbors so much envy which stands in the way of intimacy. Sexual or emotional, with problems resolved, this couple can be one of the most creative. Cap feels full. Pisces, Pisces learns patience. So that's it for the coupling, guys. That's it for the Capricorn edition. God, I'm sorry, guys, but that's a chef. Oh my God, I'm like yawning like crazy. This is this was just I don't know the, the cap section was just. It's almost like they just didn't give a shit on that part, in my opinion. And I felt like they could have looked at some other aspects of the sign, but they didn't, which is all mainly about business being a stickler, 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 um, just not open to anything. And I don't know, none of that shit. So anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this. And um, we all know that next time you were here, you will hear from me. It will be Aquarius season, and I feel like I'm going to do a little bit of a special episode just because, you know, the many planets are about to be in Aquarius. Uh, To me, it just sounds like, I don't know, maybe because I'm an air sign, plus, you know, I feel like Pisces also live in their heads. But it's like, I just feel like it's just going to be a time where we're just going to be like, not only open for change, but also kind of like high, like anxious and high strung and in our heads a lot, like very airy. So I'm going to um, try to find out like, you know, like I'll look at some like crystals and stuff um, that will help us during those seasons and to kind of help ground us and um you know, just kind of, I guess, a meaning of what um, all this means. I think the book, I just recently bought a book for the 2021 um, things from Astro Twins. So I'll just add like a little bonus episode for that because I think it's kind of important considering that this is about to be like crazy. Anyways, um, 
I have an appointment to go to the gym, so I need to go eat, and I hope you guys stay safe. I love you guys dearly. Please, if you have any questions or you want me to change something, I, I would love to know what you guys think. Um, my email is um, thecharminglibra07 at gmail.com. Um, I'd love to know what you think. Please subscribe if you like. I mean, this is just a show that, you know, I enjoy astrology and I enjoy relationship and sex stuff and I just kind of just wanted to, you know, just bring it out just, you know, have fun with it. It's not about trying to, you know, make, you know, be rich from it. But, I, you know, I just figured that maybe there's other people who connect with the same things that they like the same things. So, yes, take care. Be safe. Love you guys dearly. See you later. Once Capricorn sees a man, she wants an intellectual, spiritual, as well as physical revelation. She keeps her eyes on the prize, eventually securing subtle ways to make him do the pursuing. For no matter how sought after a man is whom she makes the target of her affections, Catwoman will always somehow turn the tables, making her own self seem the more inviolable catch. She approaches sexual relationships as she does everything else. She's in it for the long haul, uncannily able to focus her attention on solid objectives and not willing to entertain anything extraneous along the way. With her high standards in tow, she rarely stops for dealing dalliances with the men she meets en route to securing the successful match she pictures often since childhood in her mind's eye. It's a little wonder then that when Kat makes her long-awaited love connection, she is eager to see it stick. For this reason, it is not unusual for Cap to marry her first boyfriend. Wow. After doing so as a relatively tender age, fueled by the feeling that she is more mature, thus ready than most as the embodiment. Embo- oh God, excuse me. I'm getting hiccups. I think. As the embodiment of the preserver goddess archetype. Capricorn isolates what she perceives as good in a man and meditates indeed praise upon it, putting her belief fully in him, building him up to heretofore unimaginable heights. The concept of prayer is itself a quintessentially Capricornian one, as as it signifies forward cardinal movement in the form of active faith on the spiritual level. The only sort that might move mountains, cat women... Putting such spiritual stock in the one she loves becomes a man's rock, his anchor. But seeing only the good in a loved one, she may all too easily underestimate his negative qualities. (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) You are not alone, Capricorn woman. You are not alone. I mean, that's like a, a fucking given, I know, in my experience. I've done that because it's just like, oh... I see red flags, but I'm going to put on my rose-colored glasses because I love him. Anyways, (laughs) she isn't so much forgiving as she is oblivious to human uh, frailty. She is continually wiping out her own weakness after having little patience for people who are troubled or otherwise treading a slippery slope. Her holier-than-thou attitude may manifest literally in an espousal of particular faith system though she is generally saved from relying in organized religion by her infamous pragmatism that dictates she remain feet firmly planted on the material plane. To be fair, Catwoman avoids what she deems negative influences because she perceives herself as being 
overly susceptible to them. She is predisposed to Saturnian sentiments, sudden crushing feelings of gloom, if not impending doom. The word tragedy comes from the Greek tragodia, meaning goat song. And so she continuously strives daily to transcend the mire in which she might otherwise wallow. Yeah, that's pretty much the same with the cat man. They both have those things where they can fall into a horrible spiral of depression. Um, so I kind of wonder, because of that, because caps, um, they don't, they're actually, what do you call, they're actually really emotional sponges that perhaps maybe that's why they keep their emotions in check. And um, perhaps that's why you guys are so, like, um, work-heavy. You know what I mean? Like, you guys put all your all into everything that you're doing so that maybe you don't have to deal with that. You, you'd rather stay busy than to deal with your emotions and stuff. So, I mean, that makes sense. So, anyways... This rallying of spiritual forces within her often reads as arrogance, a sense that she is high on herself. But in truth, she must keep herself above the status quo, the lofty metaphoric place to which she was born to stave off falling into the kind of depression. I just basically answered that right there. She was prone to in childhood. So men who represent a run of the mill lifestyle are simply not for her. Such relationships she sees as flatliners, those that threaten to make her feel dead inside. In a partnership, she seeks the sublime and is thus drawn to vivid, extraordinary, often eccentric and erratic types with whom life she imagines will never be boring. Ironically, she is usually the one imposing relationships, ground rules and regulations. The goddess, Rhea, is is must be remembered, brought commandments to the people in the same way as Moses did. And cat women mirror this need to impose restrictions, albeit on these highly intellectual, often extraordinarily talented types. Entrepreneurs, scholars, philosophers, actors, playwrights, producers, and the like to whom she is invariably drawn. Still laying down the law is really a preventative measure employed by the cautious cat to avert potential domestic conflict. Any such disturbances smack of second-rate mediocrity, and she simply won't have it. After all, she she is in a search of uncommon love experiences. This also explains why the Zodiac's most mindful, indeed traditional character, is famous for taking up with unconventional mates, thus those so seemingly unlike herself. However, such intense men who at first seem so cool and unusual may soon become cruel and unusual. And Cap learns that living with a guy who goes so much against the societal grain is tantamount to gluttony for punishment, only repeating a childhood pattern she is so desperately sought to escape. Although there may be an element of opportunism in Cap's signature choice of a mate, she may exploit his talent, making his management her career. Otherwise, she could copy his creative lifestyle, hoping to become well-known as the couple who. It is more accurate to say that she educates herself via her relationships. Still, she rarely does so with an older, wiser mentor. Instead, she subconsciously seeks out someone her same age or slightly younger. Oh, interesting. 
This is the trade-off. She performs a parental role. Oh, okay, that makes sense. As she did in childhood, but at the same time learns how to play something she never quite had the chance to do, given the restraints of her early, early years. For this reason, Cap's partner must, above all, be a playmate. Slowly through recreation and disport, she begins to access her own creativity, which has for, for so long been struck or stuck. The free-form part of herself represented by the fishy tail of Cap's seagoat symbol becomes her ultimate resource to draw upon. All her stifled, untapped talent that threatened to pull her down into a depression eventually becomes her most valuable asset. The sustenance she comes to live on and and that which keeps her young, seemingly for aeons. And so the story goes that Capricorn sometimes surpasses her playmate, having that much more determination and pent-up inventiveness, screaming to be expressed. In this way, she eventually switches roles with her partner, whereby he must learn to become the rock, that rock upon which she might rely. And the once-discouraged dour duckling does indeed develop into a wonderful, wise, and often wacky swan. So... I don't know. I feel like if she's looking for something like that, like a playmate... I I can see, and yeah, I know, and oh, fine, it didn't go on earth, but, you know, I, I have a hard time when it comes to compatibility, 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 when it comes to astrology, just because, you know, we have lots of signs in our, in our chart, and it's like, I can see a Sagittarius, um, like a sad man get like I don't know as far as the whole playmate part I can see them getting along really good and who else maybe like a cancer like cancer mm, Pisces uh who else as far as an air sign I think Libras would work too just because we all have like that playful you know, type of attitude when it comes to, you know, being in a relationship. Sometimes we can be a little too playful. We're not serious, but I just feel like that would kind of, like, work well. And plus, at least those are all, like, like, Cancer, Libra are cardinal signs, too. And they have, like, lots of ideas, and I feel like they can really create well with the Capricorn because the Capricorn you know, they'll be like, yeah, yeah, and then this is how we're going to execute it, you know what I mean? Like, they, even though they're cardinal, they, they seem to know how to execute compared to the Libra and the, the Cancer, you know, um, Libras, while we can bring up the ideas, we have a hard time, like, with knowing how we're going to, not necessarily with knowing, but getting it executed because we you know oh are we sure we're gonna do it this way or maybe we should do it that way and then we eventually end up just basically staying in our minds never getting it done it just stays an idea and cancers I feel like um while they're not necessarily indecisive they're they think with their emotions like they'll be like "Mm, how do well I feel that I should do it this way or I feel maybe this way or I feel this and you know um while that's okay you know like sometimes you need you know, that ground, that, that groundation, I feel like Libra and Cancer does not have that grounding, uh, you know, capacity to them, 
while the Capricorn, while they can still have ideas, they they can still execute it because they make a plan for everything and then they they do it exactly the plan. So and because they're grounded, you know, they're they're earth. So that's how I feel at least. I'd love to know what what others think. Anyways. Meanwhile, the creative genius cap generally goes for for are drawn to her as well since at first glance she will not seem to be a competitor in any sense. To be sure she is a supportive energy in a man's life, never one to suggest he keep his day job. On the contrary, Cap's notorious shows of faith are contagious, and her mate might soon find himself being paid for talents he once only expressed in obscurity. She is devotedly loyal and deeply loving, expecting perhaps too little in return. Indeed, she is one of the more emotionally low-maintenance females on the astrological wheel. Wow. Strong and independent, she offers little in the way of head trips, rarely indulging in such girlish roles. Girlish role plays as might require excess attention or the showering of gifts. She can, in fact, seem a rather business-like mate, typically less frivolous even than most men. Capricorn woman isn't comfortable being coddled and cooed. It's not something she never knew as a child, and in any lingering lack of confidence in her femininity only further prohibits it. Having been discouraged from embracing her sexual self as an adolescence, Cap has no real handle on the concept of feminine wiles. Flirting, especially, is not her forte. She is too essentially honest to engage in such frothy, phony behavior, often not dating into her 20s, sometimes taking as long to lose her virginity. This could explain why so many Caps date younger men and sometimes ones who are considerably so, especially later in life. She wants to get a taste of sexually peaking boys, if only to see what she was missing. The unmarried Catwoman, and there are many of them, often take up exclusively with these callow fellows as they provide pleasure but allow her to maintain psychological control as well as her solitary lifestyle. Oh, come on. Let it loose. Let it loose. Enjoy that. <laughs> Open up. But it's this is quite interesting, though, but... I mean, it, it makes sense. It seems like this sign is even more mothering, you know? It's like a, it's like c- cancer is like a mothering of, like, emotions. And this one seems like a mothering of, like, I don't know if it's, like, logic, I guess you can say. Like, more logical, like, someone who's, like, going to pump up, like, yeah, you know, like, get this, uh, work your dreams, get this business, you know what I mean, so I don't, it's just, it's interesting. In general, she is less intimidated by younger men giving rise to sexual teacher fantasies, particular to the academic cap. Besides, she dislikes all that locked-in freshness the odd college freshman has to offer. In sharp contrast to her astrological neighbor, Sagittarius woman, the most obvious flirt on the astrological wheel, cap is way of avert public displays even when in relationship choosing to keep her private life exactly that she isn't looking for intrigue from a bond but a solid working arrangement that can serve as a backdrop for all the all she seeks to accomplish as an individual her relationships of the sizzling sore and sex is rarely the main motivation for forming a partnership in the first place she is fairly conservative sexual character when it comes to her erotic regimen 
viewing the intimacy that sex provides as a source of safety and comfort far more than an acrobatic workout or psychological journey. Still sex for our Marion, the, the librarian, is something of a big deal as she probably came, came to it relatively late in life. Freeing her libido often requires as much coaxing as it took to tap her creative spirit. Sex, the literal act of creation and artistic expressions, are locked, if not blocked, into the same place in the Cap's emotional cloakroom. Oh, man. Oof. You guys, I don't know how you do it. I, I don't. I've, I tried it, and I, I can't. I don't know how you guys can hold that all in without having a mental breakdown. <clears throat> Patience on the part of her lover will therefore be the ultimate virtue. Needless to say, her sex appeal is something but superficial, and it takes a certain kind of man to withstand the necessarily slow freeing of Cap's carnal appetite. There is simply no rushing the go girl's lust. She is intent on setting the pace and must sense no hidden agenda in bed. It might come as some surprise that Cap isn't specifically marriage-minded. The whole idea of being legally bound to another individual seems a rather specious uh, notion to her, one that conflicts with her inherent philosophy, that we are all essentially alone. Oh, man. Born alone, die alone, and should it come to any legal entanglement, she'd just as soon be left alone. The loss of control that marriage signals frightens her, particularly when she is involved with an erratic genius. She doesn't much fancy the notion of being left holding the bag. Sexually, too, she doesn't adhere to a belief in wifely duties, rarely being one who will switch an autopilot just because her mate expects it of her. There is no coercing or even conjoling cap into doing anything, especially in the bedroom. Damn, like, that's that's a sad way to look at life. Oh, like, I mean, yeah, we have our moments of, you know, being with someone and then we're alone and we do die alone, but it's just like, I wouldn't want to look at life like that. Um, it just seems miserable and depressing. And I understand that Capricorns seem to be definitely more of a realist. Um, obviously, um, you guys seem to look at things on a more of a logical base and not at all on an emotional base. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of sad. It's kind of heartbreaking to know that they think like that. <clears throat> Um, all right, so let's see. All uh, all a guy has to do is apply even the slightest pressure, his hands on her head, for instance, and all sexual bets will instantly be off. Jeez. For the reason, too, anal sex tends to be a definite no-no. The act smacks of feminine submission, whereas doing it doggy style might satisfy that same urge in her man while hitting all the right spots for Cap as well. Not to mention allowing for free clitoral manipulation by either herself or her lover. She is not experimental by nature, preferring to stick to the same well-loved, reliable routine, even in the same order, so she knows what to look forward to next. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. 
I mean, whatever floats your boat. (laughs) But that just sounds terribly boring. Anyways. Nowhere do we see Cap's need for control as fiercely as in the bedroom. To her credit, she doesn't require a lot of bells and whistles to make sex special. Rather, she prefers to achieve a certain greatness by sticking to her usual path. Sex is not a jaded affair for the goat girl, and as cliche as it sounds for each, for her each time she, uh, for her each time feels like the first time. This is another reason why she likes betting those considerably younger guys. She shares a sense of newness that is naturally felt by guys still sexually wet behind the ears, when which when with an older partner, an unjaded exuberance must still be a, a relationship keynote, particularly palpable between the sheets. Cat finds the very anticipation of sex as exciting, if not more so than the nitty-grittiness of the act itself. And the man who needs ever-increasing stimuli will not be long for her world. She will always be a wide-eyed as the schoolgirl forming endless crushes on men, if not those barely out of boyhood, letting her mind wander letting her mind wander through all the romantic, intriguing possibilities that could serendipitously occur. The wildest thing about Capricorn Woman is her love of fantasy, especially the idea of convert sexual activity. She invents dream lovers in her waking hours, possibly fantasizing during a masturbatory moment over the landscaper, her mechanic, or the FedEx guy. As porn-like as it may sound, she enjoys interaction with men and the service industries whose job is to be polite while doing her bidding. She might offer such a worker a cup of coffee or enter into a jovial chat that could be considered out of character by those who know her as discerning, what somewhat terse individual. But caught unawares, Cat was surprised her closest intimate. She also often has a real dreamer lover as well. She is a figure who regularly factors into her nightly revelries and with whom she shares in a recurring sexual theme, often climaxing in actuality, which can give the flesh and blood mate lying next to her something of a jolt. What she experiences in her subconscious affairs is lovemaking with an insatiable and infatuable sort, marrying that she truly desires in her waking life. She may be rigid, but Capricorn is anything but frigid. However, because sexual requirements don't top her list for a loving partnership, it can be hit or miss for her in the Nikki department. Eventually, as with everything, Kat will realize that importance of sexual satisfaction in her life. And if her man isn't quite cutting the mustard, she may look elsewhere for what particular brand of satisfaction. Enter the tireless 20-somethings guy, as well as her need to be free of marriage contract. Cat women may may see no conflict between satisfying her sexual needs elsewhere while still devoting her emotional self fully to a primary relationship. When it comes to love, her heart is forever in the right place, but if other parts of her aren't being used to full capacity, Kat might fill that particular hole with another more willing and able to help. Her attitude is sophisticated. Sex is an isolated experience, something she simply wants done and done right. It might matter little that she's in love with one who falls short of pleasing her while she employs a lover who will take her to such sexual heights as can be had most often via the straightforward act of intercourse. Whew. Lordy. Are you guys still with me? (laughs) Oh, shit. 
um, okay. So, still, she's not a big believer in unbridled passion, as it seems all too precarious a place to go. She is, after all, most concerned with taking Saturn rule responsibility. And as we know, Saturn is very restrictive and tight and cold, if even for her own rapture. She may even try to restrain her partner's more ebullient expressions. Indeed, if any woman were to emit the librarian's cautioning shrink during sex, it would be our com L font cap. I hate that. I don't know if you guys have ever had to have sex with someone who has roommates and like I mean, if if it's feeling fucking amazing and it's feeling so good and you, like, moan and they're like, shh, it's so, like, jolting. It kind of jolts you out of, like, the emotion of what's going on in sex because then you got to, like, kind of, like, hold yourself back and, like, kind of, like, I mean, you don't have to be like, oh, my God, like, screaming like you're in a porno or nothing. But, I mean, like, the little, like, soft moans and stuff that comes out and they're like, shh, it's just like, gosh, like, can I just enjoy myself? Now I have to worry about, like, not letting moans escape my mouth and all that shit. It just takes me out of, like, the emotion of it. I, I hate it. I don't like it. I don't like to be shushed. But if you want to, like, cover my mouth, I like that. <laughs> I don't know what I do. I do. My husband does that. Anyways, TMI, TMI. Anyways, there is a very, uh, there is a very practical application, in fact, for CAPS re- uh, Cap's reasoning that is that it is best to contain oneself even during sex. She finds in so doing a further building up of her own excitement. Chances are given her slow climbing nature that the Catwoman orgasms at a higher level than most, perpetually staving off the temptation to pop her cork until such time as it is impossible to stop. Wow, go Catwoman! You have that wonderful oh. At a higher level. Can't be mad at that. Talk about your transformative experiences. By suppressing her pleasure, Cap seeks to enhance the purity of the experience. For this ability, too, she thanks her lucky star. She's a woman, as all too often she witnesses a man's inability to practice himself, oh, to pace himself, and prolong the ecstasy of the sexual act. Hastiness is what she most dislikes in people, whether it's rushing into friendships or to conclusions. And she judges men most guilty of this. Capricorn tends to have more respect for women than she does for men. In general, she may relate better to the opposite sex, but when she happens upon a woman who transcends hackneyed societal role-playing, whether as a heroine, musician, politician, author, um artist, or someone in her own life, Cap is completely in awe. She is often pleasantly surprised to find that so many of these strong females she emulates, those who take their place in an otherwise exclusively male world, are sometimes born under the sign, under her sign. Eva Gardner, Marlene Dietrich, Berth Morissette, Simone de Bavior, Janice Joplin, Zora Neale Hurston, Clara Barton, Eve Legalini, Patty Smith, I don't know any of these people. I've heard of Ava Gardner, but I think she's like an old-time person. I can't remember. Um, and Diane Fossey are all such goats who strike that particular chord in Capricorn. And it is for such strong women that she invariably forms a crush. However, when it comes to actual lesbian experiences, she tends to be attracted to pretty young girls, just as she is to pretty young boys. When she hope, When she hopes might... 
regard her in the same exalted fashion. Still, Kat lives in a fairly black and white world, and one finds few bisexuals among her order. She is inherently too decisive to fence it in any aspect, and though straight Kat can have her female crushes, and the gay goat might fancy the occasional man, Kat doesn't let herself frolic in the gray area. Blurring is anathema to this border-conscious lady. Though she rarely casts herself in the butch role, she will nonetheless be the one wearing the pants in a same-sex relationship. Living even more for herself than her straight counterpart, she embraces her solitude, keeping herself elevated and ever so out of reach from a lover. In gay bonds, she plays a uh, parent-slash-teacher role doesn't surprise me, to the hilt, demanding attention and, obedi- and obedience in equal measure. At the same time, she encourages her lover to be her own woman, to strike out solo, except that is when it comes to extracurricular affairs. Catwoman, regardless of sexual preference, is hard-pressed to sit down and analyze the inner workings of partnership. She shows love rather than professes it, and she requires a lover who is self-sufficient and confident enough to forego such indulgences. In a brilliant stroke of narcissism, Catwoman is Catwoman is often attracted to younger, more exotic, or foreign versions of herself. Even the straight goat has her fantasies about these type of women who catch her eye. Mirror images who might have enjoyed a more cult- cultured upbringing than she. Call it jealousy, projection, transference, whatever, but this feeling of longing for a life Cat never led is often what draws her to the callow clones who she feels benefited in ways she never did. They both intimidate and turn her on, and by taking up with such a woman, Cap gains a sense of recapturing a part of herself, the careworn, humble Rhea embracing her youthful, more imperious Hera aspect as embodied in a lover. In short, there's no use telling the gay Cap to go fuck herself. She's a way ahead of you there. Despite the mixture of love and envy, Cap feels for the sultry beauties with whom she invariably bonds. She will, she will still need to be the one catered to in bed. She yearns to be pleased, soothingly and deliberately wanting a lover to take her time, particularly in her oral practices. As she lies back and luxuriates in sensation, she doesn't go in for any rough stuff or, or urgent expressions. All must be a continual, relaxed flow. Sexy lingerie gets her juices flowing on herself as well as her lover, and she enjoys prolonged tactile stimulation, running her fingers tightly over a lover's body lingering in all the right places as her lover does likewise. Dildos are de rigueur, but generally employed by her mate slowly at the appointed time in combination with other means toward Cap's arousal. She is rarely inclined to return the favor, however, just as she isn't overly giving with oral sex typically, willing to comply when asked, but otherwise not jumping at the chance. Simply put, she'd rather somebody else did it. Indeed, though, Cap won't tolerate her girlfriend going behind her back for sex outside the relationship. She is happier than most to mix a third into the proceedings, particularly someone who can please her lover the way her lover pleases her. Watching, in any case, is a big turn-on for the cat, but she particularly enjoys the sensation of holding, hugging, and kissing her partner while a third party is providing most of the entertainment as a twosome. Cap and her lover are rather high on themselves, feeling their, the envy of entire lesbian population. The goat gloats over such primo pussy status, whether it be real or imagined, and sometimes she can't help but literally rub other women's noses in it. That's it, guys. That's it for the Capricorn.
relationship and sex. And that was, of course, the ending was the gay um, part of it. <sighs> well, it was definitely... Oh, oh no. sorry. It was definitely a little bit more interesting than the um, cat man, but I just, I just feel like the Capricorn section of this book just felt like really a huge business transaction, in my opinion. It's just, there's no emotions, there's no, you know, no experimenting, there's just nothing. It's just all about, I mean, yeah, it's sweet that you want to parent someone, but to me, that's just, it, I don't know. I guess, like I said, to each their own, if that's what the person likes, that's what they like, but mm. anyways, I'm going to go ahead and jump into the couplings because I have an appointment with the gym and I definitely need to eat breakfast because I am starving and my stomach's rumbling, so if you heard that, I was not farting. My stomach was just rumbling. Hopefully you didn't, but just in case. So here's the couplings for the Capricorn woman. Of course, it's the straight couplings first. So Capricorn woman, Aries man. A rare pair. Her unrelenting faith plus his his fighting spirit means life is lived like a crusade. Still independence is their mutual mantra. Sexually, Cap is less hesitant with him. Indeed, she submits to his will. Taurus man. Each finds a counterpart capable of true love. Still, though, these earth signs are emotionally aligned. Feathers rarely ruffle. She's she thinking he'll stray imposes restrictions in bed. In bed, clearly communication is called for. Gemini man cap is a conquest for Gemini. For the goat, he's a guilty pleasure in her otherwise serious existence. Still they share an interest in all things all current. Um fashion, news, culture, in bed, she takes control, he's not complaining. Cancer man, he's the eagle a scout of her dreams. She's that perfect Postmodern beauty, these astral opposites are often ideal counterparts, easily finding a comfortable, conducive middle way. Sex is slowly process of chipping away at constraints. Leo man, often a snobbish power sign pair, they share traditional values and old-fashioned work ethic. Still, as they emotionally dissimilar disappointment develops, she's capriciousness. Um, he expects compliance sexually. It's cozy but careful. Virgo man, he's he's hot and cool. Cap's presence, she's her own muse. A self-preservational -preserv package deal. Together they pursue educational and cultural interests in bed. This pair forms one fetish thick force. Their routine is raunchy. Libra man, a contradiction, a harrowing emotional seesaw, transcendent experience, a need for social status, ma masks, insecurities, successful seems a way to overcome the past. In bed. There's baggage, but with time, the load is lightened. Scorpio man, he vows to make her life better, ease her stresses, and see her succeed. She's his steadfast confidant. Sex is most satisfying on the heels of an, of an intense argument or inspired conversation, a mysterious mix. Sagittarius man, a glamorous pair with an iconic allure that both impresses and intimidates anyone outside their social set. Still, the focus is inward and their home is cozy, cocoon, in bed, though it's down and very dirty. Capricorn, man, <clears throat> two old souls, they're a handsome couple with refined taste, sharing a somewhat superior self-perception. Her, her set-in-stone values may cause him one consternation. Sex is slow and steady. They're, they're respectful and even courteous. 
Aquarius man, they fuse into a package deal of practicality and purpose. Still, Cat won't sacrifice her own objectives. They are notoriously accomplished in bed. It's an ongoing masterclass. Student and teacher roles are rotated. Pisces man, as its core, a friendship founded on fondness and respect. Thick as thieves, they're protective of each other, fiercely loyal and endlessly understanding. Capricorn especially serves as savior to Pisces, naturally sex is tender. So I felt like the most that stood out here was, of course, the Pisces and the Cancer woman, like I figured, and um, Taurus. I don't know. I don't think I don't know if I said Taurus. I think I did. Here's the gay coupling. So Capricorn woman, Aries woman. Their learning curve is steep, but knowledge gained is power. Self-improvement takes the precedence. Individual pursuits are promoted. The infatuation lasts. Sex is rapturous. It's all about worship. Um, Taurus woman. Taurus is push, pushes all cast buttons. How does one dare such outlandish relaxedness? The Taurus cap is a wise woman to be worshipped. Together they live in particular luxurious lifestyle. In bed, cap takes command. Gemini woman, it's a learning experience with a glib, get over it. Gemini stills the ghost, soulful, strange, searching. But in Gemini, who's subdued in bed, her lover demands a command position. Cancer woman, they're searching for salvation, a soulmate. With cancer, Cat learns to heed her sign's watery half. That tendency to emotionally fishtail, it's all about forgiveness in bed. Patience is required. Leo woman, they're formidable pairs, stylish, ambitious, ostentatious. Making mischief is their social... Modest, still with mature cap, Leo gleans life lessons as for sex is purity in public and prudence in private. Virgo woman, what begins with a bang may go out with a whimper. One on the other exists unceremoniously. To work each, each woman must commit to compassion. In bed, domination incites desire. Most often, sex seems static. Uh, Libra woman, neither lady suffers fools gladly. They're unabashedly elitist, bolstering each other professionally as a focus. Li- Libra extols her lover's accomplishments and nauseam. In bed, Cat finds new self-assurance. Scorpio woman, a mutual interest in women's issues or human rights will often draw them together. As a couple, they clash constantly, but fascination, even obsession, finds them forever connected. In bed, they keep it simple. Sagittarius women, they consider each other stepping stones. Sagittarius audacity caps common sense. Combine their influence and affluence augment in bed. It's randomly uh, rumbled to determine who's in charge. Both are exhibitionists. Capricorn women, together they climb the ladder toward professional success, though slowly their best friends on an unhurried, extraordinary journey, developing a snug sexual link to take time, but there is no need to rush it. Aquarius woman, a battle of the wills wherein the water bearer tries to assume authority and cabs having none of it. Still, they're an enterprising pair. If verbosity doesn't um, obstruct action, it embed the goat gets the better end of the deal. Pisces woman, there's a kink. Pisces harbors so much envy which stands in the way of intimacy. Sexual or emotional, with problems resolved, this couple can be one of the most creative. Cap feels full. Pisces Pisces learns patience. So that's it for the coupling, guys. That's it for the Capricorn edition. God, I'm sorry, guys, but that's a chef. Oh my God, I'm like yawning like crazy. This is this was just I don't know the, the cap section was just 
it's almost like they just didn't give a shit on that part, in my opinion. And I felt like they could have looked at some other aspects of the sign, but they didn't, which is all mainly about business being a stickler, 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 um, just not open to anything. And I don't know, none of that shit. So anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this. And um, we all know that the next time you, were he- you, will- you will hear from me, it will be Aquarius season. And I feel like I'm going to do a little bit of a special episode just because, you know, the many planets are about to be in Aquarius. Uh, To me, it just sounds like, I don't know, maybe because I'm an air sign. Plus, you know, I feel like Pisces also live in their heads. But it's like, I just feel like it's just going to be a time where we're just going to be like, not only open for change, but also kind of like high like anxious and high strung and in our heads a lot, like very airy. So I'm going to um, try to find out like, you know, like I'll look at some like crystals and stuff um, that will help us during those seasons and to kind of help ground us. And, um, you know, just kind of, I guess, a meaning of what um, all this means. I think the book, I just recently bought a book for the 2021 um, things from Astro Twins. So I'll just add like a little bonus episode for that because I think it's kind of important considering that this is about to be like crazy. Anyways, um, I have an appointment to go to the gym, so I need to go eat and I hope you guys stay safe. I love you guys dearly. Please, if you have any questions or you want me to change something, I, I would love to know what you guys think. Um, my email is um, thecharminglibra07 at gmail.com. Um, I'd love to know what you think. Please subscribe if you like. I mean, this is just a show that, you know, I enjoy astrology and I enjoy relationship and sex stuff. And I just kind of just wanted to, you know, just bring it out. Just, you know, have fun with it. It's not about trying to, you know, make, you know, be rich from it. But And, you know, I just figured that maybe there's other people who connect with the same things that they like the same things. So, yes, take care. Be safe. Love you guys dearly. See you later.